All day breakfast is, is understandably a more of a headline grabber, but um, we believe that building these other platforms of growth on top of that will, uh, will keep us competitive in the marketplace. McDonald's stock price went up on today's earnings news, but restaurant consultant Aaron Allen is skeptical of McDonald's path. He says franchisee sentiment is low, the menu at the Golden Arches is too sprawling, and fast food hamburger joints are not in a great spot. U.S. hamburger consumption per capita is not increasing. Plus, the fast food industry in general is going through changes. Here's restaurant industry analyst Bonnie Riggs at the NPD Group. The millennials, who were the heaviest users of quick service places, have cut back dramatically on visiting restaurants. Jeffrey's analyst Andy Barish says that does pose questions for McDonald's future. Whether or not they can, you know, connect uh, with this next generation of millennials and, and continue the performance, you know, medium to longer term is, you know, that that's, that's a question I, I don't think anyone can answer. But for now, Barish says McDonald's is moving in the right direction. I'm Annie Baxter for Marketplace. On Wall Street today, as I mentioned, not so good. One never knows what the music will be. At least... I don't. I do know, though, but it's not going to be flugelhorns. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. Negotiators from the United States and the 11 other countries in the Trans-Pacific Partnership get an all-expenses-paid trip to New Zealand next week. It's a signing ceremony for the deal that covers about a third of all global trade. Signing is the easy part, of course. Then it's up to the legislatures of member countries to do the ratifying. As part of that process, lawmakers are going to try and get a handle on what this agreement actually will and won't do. No easy task, given how much ground the thing covers. There are chapters on labor, the environment, e-commerce, sanitary and phytosanitary measures. You get the idea. So how on earth does one go about figuring out how something this big and this complex nets out? One economist has a new report out today with one answer to that question. Marketplace's Tracy Samuelson takes a look. Peter Petrie is, well... Actually, a little bit giddy. This is truly exciting for geeks, but nobody else, I'm afraid. He's in his office at Brandeis University in the suburbs of Boston, sitting in front of a laptop that holds an economic model of the potential impact of the TPP. He and a handful of colleagues spent the better part of last year getting the model ready and inputting the terms of the agreement in all its thousands of pages. This is the red button that makes it all work. A dramatic click of the mouse. You can see it now running. We watch a mess of characters and symbols begin to scroll past the screen. The computer's fan starts to whine. It tells you that it has 108,000 rows and columns, which are equations and variables. It tells you that it has 1.18 million data points uh, that are not zero in that column, and it's now solving it. How does it do that? Well, it takes all sorts of data about the economies of the 12 TPP countries. For example, that in order to make an automobile in Japan, you need this much steel and this much energy and this much rubber. And then adds in the changes the TPP will make if it takes effect, like reductions in the taxes charged on stuff as it crosses borders. Altogether, it's 5 million tariff lines. There's also data on changes to rules and regulations that can make it difficult and costly for a company to operate abroad trying to estimate the impact of reducing those barriers is squishier. But they're in there, too. 
So we have about 100,000 simultaneous equations in the model. And there are some things that aren't in the model. The TPP's proponents say it will rewrite rules for global trade. And while you can try and quantify the individual impact of different pieces of those rules, that mega impact, if it does succeed in that very lofty goal, Petri says the model can't capture that. It just ended. So about eight minutes after we hit that red button, the model's done. It creates a series of new files. Petri opens a spreadsheet that shows how much the TPP will add to the size of each country's GDP and income by 2030. It shows Vietnam gets the biggest boost relative to the size of its economy. And for U.S. income? Uh, its effect from the TPP will be $131 billion. In that year and in every year thereafter, it's, it, it raises income levels by that much. Uh, that's around half a percent. Half a percent? So 2030, if you look at incomes in 2030, they will be a half a percent.